that pandemic fucked me up. Like, yeah, yeah. Mentally, I felt so alone, even when I wasn't actually alone. Hi, I'm Danalea. And I'm Tiffany Alice. And you're listening to Girl Meets Girl Podcast. This week, we'll be discussing mental health. So, Tiffany. Hi, Dana. And you guys, listeners. Hello. All. Hello, everyone. <laughs> We're back. We are back speaking about something a little bit more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually excited to talk about this because... I feel like this is something we've always wanted to talk about on here because we're so passionate about it. And yeah, we I both have our individual like experiences and, you know, things to share within this topic. Yeah. So to start off, how have you been? <laughs> and how have I really been? Yeah. Um, actually, I think this week was a bit of a down week for me, mental health wise. I feel like that usually when I haven't done much or feel like I'm not quote unquote doing enough. So this week I didn't really do that much work um in terms of things that I work on outside of the podcast um and that really affects my mental health as you know like mm. I I need to keep busy otherwise kind of done for um I'm trying to work on that and I tried to spend the week like reading more and doing things that I enjoy just mm. for the sake that I enjoy it rather than oh this is work because I think especially in the line of work that we do with like content creating influencing that stuff it's hard to decipher if what is work because you know if you're getting sent free clothes and you have to shoot a tiktok to some people that's like oh that's really fun but like we kind of have that blurry line of this is kind of work and then you're not always in the mood for it so yeah um I took up some new hobbies to try and distract my mind a little bit that's good I'm really into this app called Episodes. Oh my <laughs> God, are you kidding me? And I spent £35 on that, <gasps> <laughs> buying like clothes on, no, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's become a bit of an addiction now. Yeah, last night, I'll show you after. I've literally like bought clothes. You can like, basically it's an app similar to Sims yeah. where you determine the future of your character. <laughs> and mine was like married, but she fell in love with someone else. Oh, it was just, too, it was all deep. But yeah, um, <laughs> nice. that was, that was interesting. And that really helped me actually get my mind off how I was feeling. But what about good. you? How are you doing really? <laughs> um, I've been better. I just, I'm longing for the day that I get to just tell you that I'm great. I'm doing great. Cause I feel like I'm always shit, but no. yeah. Um, this week has been a bit draining, like mentally on me. Um, I need to stop shutting myself off so much. Because to what? That, to what? To like people. Cause when I get like this, when I get a bit down and just want to be alone, I it's, it's hard for me to leave that state. That, that I'm bubble. In. Yeah. But to me, that's what helps me, quote unquote, helps me. But I'm starting to realize that's not actually good. Cause like the other day I had to, I went out for a shoot and literally right before that shoot, I was at home in tears. And you know why? Cause obviously yeah. I was speaking to you beforehand, but I was literally at home in tears. And if I didn't have to go to that shoot, I wouldn't have left my house, but I did end up going to that shoot. And you know, it was fun. And afterwards I saw my friend Emma, which I hadn't seen for a while. And that really, really helped me. Mm-hmm. So like, it just made me realize I need to be around people and just actually around good people, good around people, good energy. Yeah. Cause you know, sometimes you can be around the wrong people and they can Definitely. actually have the opposite effect. And also when you're feeling down, it's important to have people in your life or surrounding you who aren't soul suckers, I call them. For so sure. you'll be like, oh, I'm really down. And they'll be like, 
yeah, no, same. Like, I fucking hate this and this and a million reasons why they're so down. And then yeah. you're both just fucking in this pit. You need people that's going to be like, okay, you feel like this and that's okay. Definitely. Accept it. What can we do about it? Or what can we do to just not even think about it or deal with it, but focus on something else? Or yeah. what can we do together to just enjoy life? Because I think sometimes relating back to what I was saying as well with the pressure to always be working. And if I'm not working, that determining the state of my mental health, mm-hmm. that's tricky because... Our val- our purpose as humans on this earth, I believe, is not to, to is not to work. It's mm-hmm. not to be here and yeah, work our whole lives, and that doesn't determine our value. And I'm kind of in this process, and sometimes, as as you've seen, like it doesn't go the way I want. But I'm trying to teach myself to not feel down if if I'm not working a certain week. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's really important to get out of that space and be around people who aren't going to egg on your like you know you're the pit that you're in basically yeah, so sure. that's a that's a really good point but you know what you always have me yes i do i know we <laughs> always joke and i know like so many people always messages me saying how hilarious we are that's not me tooting my own horn i actually have proof <laughs> um but you know that's one of the ways me and dad really deals with it's a health. coping mechanism like, we are just fucking funny to distract yeah. from everything else and just that's just the way that we you know we express it which isn't mm. a bad way but um i think Moving on from that, kind of the focus of this episode is obviously mental health. So it'd be cool to speak about how far society's come with mental health or not so far, if you mm-hmm. think that's the case. So what do you think about that? How mental health used to be viewed or not even viewed, ignored back yeah. in the day in society versus now? Hmm. I can start because for me, I personally think that mental health used to have a really big stigma on it. It still does in certain cultures and places, but overall we, we talk about it way more than we used to basically. And mm-hmm. that's a known fact. I don't need to really go into that, but focusing more on the fact that it is spoken about today. For me, my issue is that's kind of where it ends. It's just talk, a whole bunch of talk. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that's, there's that many services available. I can speak on terms of the fact of my personal experience with mental health like you can you have a broke you have a broken leg you can go to the hospital you have a tooth that isn't mm-hmm. fucking working you go to the dentist but with mental health yeah there's a few options people suggest meditating people suggest gyms people suggest therapy but there's no services that are like essential free services mm-hmm. i want to say um so yeah it does seem a lot like to just be talk say there's a mental health month we'll hear a lot of brands posting about it, content creators posting quotes, talking about be kind. And then like, you know, they're still going out being awful people to others. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what you think about that. But for me, my impression mostly is we have moved forward in the fact that it's good that we're at least talking about it now. However, there needs to be more action to back it up because I think that it's a bit performative. The attitude to mental health is performative is very, very fake to me. Mm -hmm. I even went to seek some help because I was really having trouble with like suicidal thoughts and self-harm and all those types of things and I even got um diagnosed with borderline personality disorder which I've never even looked into or followed up I just kind of got that and was like okay and just continued on with my life well I I completely agree with you I think there's still a lot of work to be done I think a good place to start is maybe us speaking about like our experiences with mental health and how we feel about how it's how it's been dealt with in our point of view because that's all I can really um, reflect on I can't really speak for how it used to be dealt with but from what I know they it was never a thing I mean all we have to do is look at the older generation yeah exactly (laughs) so nothing especially like the ethnic older generations because I feel like that's where it's really neglected all up until now 
mm-hmm. even though it's in their face, which kind of shocks me. Um, Ethnic people struggle with the worst mental health issues as well because there's so much against you. Like you can't just just be a human and have the chance to just be at ease if you're like black or if yeah. you're Asian or whatever because there's already so many prejudices and things set against you Mm -hmm. that automatically kind of causes anxiety like you have a job interview this is like my own personal experience and you're scared to even write your real last name because you're like oh they're going to figure out that I'm black so there's a bunch of people that don't have to deal with those Mm -hmm. types of things it's like small minute things that can play on your mind and your mental health um but yeah when we come back we'll be speaking a bit more and going into depth with our personal experiences with mental health and yeah yeah hello guys so let's get straight into it um so my experience with mental health has been quite long it started probably when i was in secondary school i'd say about year seven for those that aren't aware of the education system in the uk i think you're about 12 11 12 in year seven um so yeah, I would just be really tired all day as I still fucking am. Shit doesn't change. Really tired, really demotivated. And my mom noticed it and was just like, what is wrong with you? Like, you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. You're not doing anything. And eventually she took me to the doctors and they said, you know, we feel like you have depression. And then I was just like, oh, okay. I didn't really know much about it at the time. Um but they put me on like a waiting list to get counseling. And I think that was my first introduction into the fact that this system is so shit when it comes to helping with mental health, because I remember like not even wanting to get help because of how stressful it was to get the help that they said that I needed. Like it wasn't even help that I initially knew I needed. So it was kind of like annoying that they put this into my mind of me needing help and then I couldn't even get it for months. Mm. so then I started getting counseling in school which was also pretty pointless because every week they would give me a new counselor and it would be like I'd have to start over all over again and start telling them the same like it was so bad um but funnily enough I feel like school was the best thing for my mental health at the time because I was at a point where I hated going home I hated being at home I hated being around you know my family at the time I come from a family that range in mental illnesses whether that's depression to autism to um fucking alzheimer's to schizophrenia like it it differs um and that what's so sad for me is like i don't feel like anyone in my family has ever truly taken the time to accept that this is something that needs to be treated it's more so like who can we push the blame onto who can we how can we make this not an our problem type of thing, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, going to school for me was was good because I wasn't around that environment. That was the only place where people actually cared about my mental health because I'd go into school and I'd be a bit down and people would actually ask me like, oh my God, are you okay? And like, especially teachers, I feel like teachers were quite good with that. And it was so strange because like, at home, I wasn't getting that. Do you know what I mean? So it was mm. really, really nice for me to feel like I could go into somewhere pe- where people actually give a fuck. Um, so yeah, obviously, then I left school. That was that was quite hard for me because obviously that was like my 
happy place almost, which sounds so fucking nerdy, but it, it's mm-hmm. true. Um, and you know, I, it's still something that I struggle with, but as you get older, I guess you just learn to deal with it, you know? So where are you at like now with your mental health? My mental health now, currently it's not in the best state, but I feel like I can, I feel like I can get there. And bef- and that's a big thing because before I didn't know if I could, but I feel like there's ways in which I've I've definitely overcome a lot of mental obstacles that I didn't think I would back mm. then, and you know, a lot of just inner turmoil that I don't feel anymore. And yeah, there there's so still like a lot to overcome. You said that you kind of had the counselling and it wasn't that great in school, but um, after you left school. Did you look into any services? Did you look into anything outside of that? Like, what was your outlet for for the times that you were struggling? Yeah, I, d- I didn't. Um, I, t- looking back at it, I probably should have and could have. But I guess it was just from my prior experience to them, you know, them taking so long to even get me an ounce of help. That just mm. made me not want to get the help anymore. So I never did look into it again. No. Which is sad. I think I've I've struggled with mental health for as far as I can remember. Yeah. Um, a lot of my family like talk about me as a kid. Tiffany is just made for the camera. Like I've always been super confident as a child, and I used to talk to myself and make shows and make skits on my own. And like, it's something that sticks out to my mind and my family's mind all the time because it's like now that I look back, it's kind of sad. I realized that that was my way as a child to ignore the stuff that was going on at home or like, like there'd be full blown fights and awful toxic shit happening in my home. And I would be there like pretending to be in a show and just blocking out the noise. Whereas my siblings, you know, everyone deals with stuff in different ways. So my siblings would be really sad whereas I would be really happy quote unquote mm-hmm. but really I'm not happy so that's that's kind of my first memory of how I would cope and deal with shit um then as I grow up as I grew up sorry as you guys like may have heard from previous episodes I've, I've moved around to different countries and stuff and that was a really great thing for for me mentally like it was just it's always amazing to travel isn't it and see the world even though the circumstances weren't on great circumstances it was all to do with like complicated things um I I, I still at the time I think I was like 14 was really happy to just escape London and mm-hmm. be in Canada and be in this new new space and that was really great for my mental health it all went downhill when I had to move back to the UK um I came back and I, I just things were really not good at home um that's when I kind of fell into a, a depression and recognized it as that because I was on Tumblr and I was seeing all these like depressive posts yeah. like there was the really amazing side of Tumblr that I loved that was fashion that really got me into this industry and this shit and then there was the other side if you go too far on the other side it's people dark. would literally like trigger warning trigger warning trigger warning people would literally post like their self-harm scars mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. on Tumblr and glamorize it and I was so intrigued people would write how they're planning their suicide and I was just intrigued like wow that people are really expressing this and being so honest like these are the things I think in my head but there's you know yeah and then oh my god do you remember that trend cut for Bieber or whatever that was the weirdest fucking shit ever the internet was so dark back then I know I know and for a kid like I was like what 17 16 so that really influenced me to kind of romanticize what I was going through which Mm. is so toxic and did not end well um fast forward now yeah my mental health crap went to uni now this is when it really finished me now because Mm -hmm. 
in uni, I didn't have anyone to be there for me. You know, I was on my own um, and I was on my own to face my issues and face my demons really. And my mental health got really, really bad. I struggled going to classes and I was on an acting course. If you know anything about an acting course, they are full on, you know, some classes were like 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. or eight. I've even had a class that was eight till eight. Like it's intense five days a week on your feet all the time. Obviously acting is already quite emotionally draining. So um, that kind of took a lot out of me as well. And then I have to go home and face my own emotional draining. So it was a lot. And I ended up in and out, and hos- in and out of hospital, um, basically multiple suicide attempts. And I've never, ever, 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 ever said that on the internet. Like I've alluded to it. And I'm sure some people know because some people have DM'd me and kind of been able to put two and two together. Um, I guess I was really embarrassed and ashamed that I even felt that way because I grew up in a home, an African background where they basically, one time I tried to express that I was depressed and I was told um, that you're not a white person. Like that was the reaction to me saying that I I really feel down and I really am scared of what I'm going to do to myself. They just told me, what is this? Like, you're not white. Why are you acting like that? And I I remember just never even trying to speak to my family about it again. Mm. And I don't blame them because they come from a very, very different generation, especially being from an African point of view. I know that my family, my parents or whoever has gone through mental health issues themselves and they don't even recognize it as such because they've just been put down so much to believe that, nah, black people, we're just strong. We're just strong, especially black women. Please, a black women, try and be weak. There's someone telling her you're strong. I hate that. Like even me growing up saying some, telling someone like I'm really, really down and them telling me you're a strong black woman. Fuck off with that narrative, mm-hmm. bro. What it completely, be strong, it like... completely dehumanizes black women to feel like we're not human. Like yeah. we get down just the same as everyone else. So yeah. Um, my uni notice, well, actually one teacher, cause again, teachers are really important, like, to, like good teachers anyway. One of my teachers at uni noticed that I was really going through it and she set up a meeting with a counselor and that actually was working and was going really well until they like were suggesting different things to me that I didn't feel aligned with what I wanted to do, such as medication and stuff. And I always advocate if you feel like you need medication, like do it. I personally didn't want to. Um, and then I felt a bit lost because it felt like that was all they had to offer me. Counseling I've had it all through my life and I've also had in college, I've had in um, uni and I, I never ever once felt like counseling helped me. I don't know if you were like, you were yeah, alluding to same. that earlier with your, it just, cause counseling is very different to therapy. They're not the same. Yeah. Counseling, you basically show up and they're like, how are you today? I'm shit. Okay. Um, so what can we do? How how can we plan out your night to like, you know, how you feel? So mm. what are you going to do later? Da, 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 da. When you're depressed, when you want to die, you're not thinking about what the fuck you want to do later. You don't yeah. want to plan that. Whereas therapy, they go into it like, okay, you'll feel like this. Let's find out the root of that. Okay. As you, when you were a child, this happened, da, 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 da. you know, it's a bit deeper. Yeah. Um, that's why counseling's free. Because have you ever <laughs> have you ever been to therapy? No, because I've never been able in a place financially to prioritize it. Yeah, which sucks because I'm trying to do that more now. Prioritize more into like books and things to help me. But we'll get into where we are now a bit later mm. and what helps us. Um, but yeah, so I've been hospitalized a bunch of times. There's even one time that I was in hospital and. They were like, you can't leave. Like, we just don't trust you. Like, you're just not in a good mental space unless you have someone come and pick you up. And I had to literally beg them. I didn't. I felt so low in my life having to beg mm-hmm. these nurses to let me go and trying mm-hmm. to tell them I'm not crazy. Like, you know, I'm not gonna kill myself. Mm-hmm. Like, promising, telling them all this shit, 
just so I can get home because I just, every single time I ended up in hospital, I felt like a fucking loser. It's kind of like, wow, I can't even die right. <laughs> yeah. I can't even live and I can't even die. Like, what the fuck? I'm such a fucking loser. The amount of times I've been on the top of a building, like, bro, you just really never know what people are going through. And them times I'm posting in these nice outfits, people think I'm rich, people think I'm mm. happy, people, and it's not because I'm posting like a fake reality. I'm just not mentioning what I'm going through mm. while still looking good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, so, um, yeah, I really feel so strongly specifically towards mental health for everyone, but mental health specifically for black women, because I've been treated a certain way. I've seen other people in my family being treated a certain way and how dismissed we are. I feel like we look after a lot of people. We look after black men. We look out for other women, you know, but I don't feel like we always have the same energy back and it's really exhausting actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so uni got on and, and honestly, my mental health, I still struggled with it up until final year, but maybe the pandemic, just before the pandemic hit, I felt like I reached a better place mentally as in I wasn't self-harming anymore. Was I was still like p- passing a car and thinking, should I jump? <laughs> but like, it wasn't in a bad way. I don't know how to express this it's without sounding crazy, but I'm just trying to be as honest as possible. Then the pandemic hit. So that's where I kind of want to get into there's mental health, then there's mental health in the pandemic. And I think even people who never struggled with their mental health in the past, now, like practically everyone is really going through it mentally with the pandemic. So how has the pandemic changed your mental health or? Oh my God, like it's changed so much for me. It, it That pandemic fucked me up. Like Yeah? Yeah. Mentally, I felt so alone, even when I wasn't actually alone. Um, and it sucks because at the be- I want to say for the majority of the beginning, me and Dana weren't even speaking. So there's mm. a lot of things that I wish I could have gone through with you because there was yeah. so like I had a family members getting sick and like mm. being in hospital. It was really sad, was and lot, yeah. it was a it was a time where you really needed your friends. I had just finished uni abruptly as well. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, tough. like. I lost myself during that pandemic and I'm still finding from that pandemic I am You're finding still a new finding, self. Yeah, You're I'm not finding, finding the old self. And that's that's actually that's a really good point because that's something I had to understand. I had to understand that that person that I was before the pandemic is not coming back. Darn. But that's okay. Like that's yeah. fine because you know, we're meant to evolve, we're meant to become an even better version of ourselves and that's mm-hmm. what I need to strive for, not trying to be who I was before, but yeah, like that pandemic really really tested me as i'm sure it did a lot of people i think socially as well like i'm as you know i'm a really sociable mm-hmm. uh, am i i'm a selectively like a, yeah, sociable yeah. person so if i really You're like, like you i really but there's some places i'll be and i'll just be really, really quiet but anyway i've found that even at events oh my days like why am i there for five minutes and i'm like oh, i need to go home i need to go home, I need to go home. <laughs> like it's like i usually feel like okay after an hour yeah <laughs> pre-pandemic but i, I struggle socializing I struggle making friends. Mm. I don't know. Like it's caused a whole bunch of anxiety as well. Probably. I don't know if you feel the yeah, same, but yeah, yeah. with all the restric- restrictions constantly changing. Yeah, definitely. We touched upon it briefly earlier, but I think something that's quite important to talk about is how ethnic backgrounds deal with mental health as you know people of ethnic backgrounds we can speak about our experience and for me I feel like um it's been heavily neglected in my family and one thing that kind of upsets me I spent majority of my life living with my mom it wasn't a lot of it isn't great memories but we're getting somewhere now but basically my point is that 
growing up was difficult because I felt like she didn't know how to deal with me and there was also things that she didn't know how to deal with within herself and even up until now and I think a heavy part of that comes from our parents thinking that because they're older they don't need to learn anything else they're the Mm. ones that know everything we're the young ones and they're the ones that need to tell us but like I was trying to say to my mom even just the other day when I have kids I'm I'm expecting to learn from them you know I'm gonna be old by then they're gonna be the new generation living in the new world that I've I'm already over do you know what I mean they're Mm -hmm. the ones that are gonna be teaching me and I feel like it's so important to not lose that mentality when it comes to a lot of things not just mental health but definitely mental health as well and you know when when I'm explaining to her, yeah, like depression or even even when I was sat there in, in the chair and the doctor said, like, you have depression. It was like her reaction was so like she was trying to like play it off like uh, like it didn't even happen. Do you know? know what? Well, leading from what you just said, like it's a reflection of what they feel in themselves. So yeah. a lot of our parents are depressed. Exactly. Have anxiety. Yes. Have mental health issues because coming from a ethnic background is usually a traumatic one you usually had to struggle to get to this country or mm. you've been treated badly by your husband usually like i'm not yeah. do you know what i mean it's, it's, it's always tougher for you as an ethnic person i'm just generalizing but that's what we tend to see unfortunately we are at disadvantage um and so they don't deal with their issues because they're not they're they're not aware of what that stuff is. Like yeah. to them, it's all very new. Mm-hmm. So I relate completely to what you're saying. My kind of experience with it is my mom, if I ever had like an issue, the response you're going to get is pray. You know, mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. You, anything is going to be pray, 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 pray to the point where I resented Christianity because my upbringing was just so... Negative. It, it was, It was yeah. And a lot of African parents use it for discipline for their children and not genuinely because Mm. they love God. I'm not saying that's what my mom did, by the way. My mom was a great mom, but you know, there's obviously things that she could have done way better to set me up in life. Yeah. Um, Obviously I love God. I am heavily a believer in Christ, but we'll get into how I kind of have got into that a bit later. Mm -hmm. Um, But as a child, that's not helpful. Even just as a person, it's not helpful to hear it in that sense. Sometimes you just want your mom to be human and just speak to you from Mm. her heart, not just from the Bible. Yeah. (laughs) Or, um, you know, yeah, like you're kind of dismissed or to just say like, oh, you're a teen or, oh, you're just going through something. Like, you know, they really struggle. They really get nervous to speak about these types of things. I think they they know they lack the information in it as well. And I understand our history is rich and in depth as as ethnic people. Mm -hmm. So this leads back from way when, this is generational, bro. This isn't just our parents deciding to be difficult. Mm-hmm. This is very deep. And that's why I understand it now as an adult, but growing up, it's I really resented really sad. that. It's sad to think about that that's, because you know, that's our parents. So it's sad mm. to think they don't even know. They were the, crying the, when they were kids and what happened to them? They got flogged, they yeah. got beat. Why are you crying for? Yeah. How that's how's a person normal, how is a person gonna grow up in the world and then raise that you know yeah like obviously it's up to the individual to say you know what happened to me wasn't right mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do differently but yeah. we're kind of the first generation to think like that yeah and this is no disrespect to our mums because we love our mums oh not at all you know what, when our I think, experiences yeah when I think about it there well my mum's love language is like acts of service so like she was she was definitely there for me and when I needed her to do something she did it even when I didn't know I needed something she did it but it's like you said when it came to the actual you know talking and 
really just the emotional side of things. I feel like that's where I lacked. Well, as I as I grow up as well, I realize and more co- becoming to a, a woman, what some of the stuff she was facing with yeah. at, at that point, and it was worse for her. She barely spoke English in a country mm-hmm. she didn't know, like all these types of things. I'm yeah. sure you can multiple children, you yeah. know? So I re- I understand, I have a lot more empathy, I want to say towards specifically my Big mom. Big up all the parents that have done yeah. that. Cause that's it's not mad. easy. It's, it's not, not it's easy. really, really not easy. And I acknowledge that all day, every day. Yeah. And I think that's why for me, I'm not going to have kids until I know I am healed as fuck. Yeah. And you will never be 100% healed. That's, mm-hmm. not, that's not normal. You need you know, a little bit of the bad for things to even be good, to mm-hmm. appreciate and be grateful Very for the true. good. So that's tr- so I know I'm never going to be completely healed. However, I do think that I'm going to be very strategic about when I have children. Yeah. Because I'm not going to raise them in poverty. If I can't afford them, I'm not going to have them. Same. Because yeah. like, even just growing up in poverty, your mental health finished. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Finished. You're going to school, you can even yeah. barely even afford the lunch now. Or, you're, you know, like there's just so many things growing up poor mm. that already X's your mental health from early. Yeah. So yeah. But when we come back after this break, we'll be getting into some of the things that helped us with our mental health, still helping us. And yeah, where we are now, I guess. Yeah. All right, so what helped us get to where we are mentally? Now, that's assuming that we're at a great mental space, but basically, as you've grown up, how have you learned to cope with it healthily? Like, what are the things that you invest your, yourself into with your mental health? If I'm going to be honest, this is this is a field that I still need help in. <laughs> that's just me being <laughs> so real. honest right that's now. I, I struggle daily, like, all up until now, and sometimes it's so bad when you can actually sit there and think this is this is messed up but mm. you can't physically do anything about but you it you know that's actually huge that you can admit that you're in a place that's messed up yeah a lot of people are far gone bro true that still shows that there's there's that consciousness in you yeah what i hate so much is like i've i think i've mentioned it in an episode before but sometimes my mental state can really affect my physical state and so that's what i mean like sometimes i'll just look around me and just think like get up but I just can't get up it's so, it's so <laughs> fucked up it's so TikTok weird sound it's like get up <laughs> it's a motivational woman whatever that is that's accurate because <laughs> that's that's what my brain cells tell me every day but oh, it's just bless you, man. it's so hard but there's definitely things that I feel like would help for example therapy i feel like everyone should go to therapy even if you're not it should aware. be essential this is what i'm saying like it should be something that's ingrained within the society or you yeah. know even institutionally if you, yeah even I if you know. haven't been told you have this or you have that listen upkeeping your mental health the same way you will go gym and you'll mm-hmm. work on your body like you need to work on your mental health and you need to make sure that everything up there is working correctly as well and i think therapy everyone should do it at least once in their life at least once and when I like you said when I do have the funds for it and that's something that I feel like would greatly help it just sucks that that's the case you have to wait for the funds yeah. for it do you know what I mean yeah. like it should be something that's essential I really hope that that's something that changes in society the more mm-hmm. that we move on let's have some real action let's not have the government releasing be kind yeah. messages no one gives for a fuck sure. about that shit bro you know we need more definitely. we need more services definitely I you agree know? And I guess the only other thing for me is, um, obviously I've said before, I do music and that really helps sometimes writing music and just sometimes just singing a song that is so meaningful to you, like you'll finish singing it and just 
just feel so drained, but in the most beautiful way. It's like mm. you've just let off so much bad energy. And I say this from a singer's point of view, but I'm sure you can, you know. Relate it to any art. Yeah, exactly. It, any any creative field, even if you're not a creative person, I encourage you to get into something that can just get that part of your brain a bit more stimulated because we mm. don't get much of that in the real world. So mm-hmm. it's important to like, you know, exercise that in your mind a bit, I think. A hundred percent. So what about you? What do you do to... You know, improve your <laughs> mental state. Because one thing I will say is, I know that there's there's a goal you might have for yourself, but you have really come a long way. Even hearing you speak about, you know, the more difficult times you had in uni, like even remembering what I witnessed from you and the person that you are today, it's just so inspiring to mm. see. And it, it it really is a testament. And that's why oh, I can't- You're gonna make me cry. Literally like, I can't wait until you are at the place that you need to be because- Girl, you need to be there for other people as well because yeah. genuinely this is some shit out of a movie. Like it's it's so inspiring to see where you are Thank today. Thank you, Dana. I couldn't have done it without people like you in my life. So, um, but yeah, no, for me, that's exactly what drives me is the fact that I want to just see where this is going to end. And if it happens to be a great place, this is an amazing message for people. Because guys, I have been in the gutter, like the gutter. (laughs) I've really reduced myself to some to some things with this (laughs) mental health (laughs) epidemic. Um, But yeah, honestly, keeping people in my life like Dana and my friends, my other friends, I have younger siblings and that drives me and just wanting them to not go through everything I had to go through, it being for a purpose. Of course, they'll still have their mental struggles. And one of my siblings actually did have like a bit of a mental breakdown. And I really felt like, oh, I've failed them. Like they've gone through what I've gone through. But, you know, me being able to speak to them about what I've gone through and them seeing where I am today, even though, you know, to some people I'm not really anywhere, but I have things that I'm really grateful for in my life and they can see, oh, okay, she stuck to it. And a lot came mm-hmm. out of it for her. Um, I won't lie. One of the top things that have helped me has to be manifestation. I'm obsessed. And I think we're going to get a bit more into that on in our next episode when we speak a bit about our futures yeah. and all that type of stuff. Um, and basically the link it has to Christianity, well, the link I found it had, and a lot of people disagree with this. I personally, for me, it's the same thing. It says in the Bible to manifest. What is a prayer? A prayer is a manifestation. Mm. You are claiming things over your life. It's not It's not all crystals and whatever else people mm. think. Like it, There's obviously that side, but that's not the side I'm into. Um, I'm just obsessed with you can actually create the life you want. And it's such a cliche saying. People used to say that to me. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm sitting here depressed. I've got this top that has a stain on that. I haven't <laughs> changed in five days. And you're telling me I can say I want to be a billionaire and I'll be a billionaire tomorrow. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> fuck off <laughs> but when I actually delve deeper into the meaning of it all I realized that I have so much in front of me that I've already manifested you were always we're in the society where we're waiting for the next thing we're waiting for the next paycheck the next good day the next holiday the next friend whatever we miss the amazing things we have in front of us and I'm so blessed to have like I used to say, oh, I want more friends. I'm blessed to have two friends, the fuck? Mm. Like that's a grateful thing. The more that you are grateful for something, the more that you like receive it, if that yeah, makes any that's sense. That's important. So always remind yourself of what you do have. Cause yeah. it's easy to get caught up in what you lack and what you don't right. have. Right, and that was a big source for me of my depression. Cause I've come from like a background of lack and I moved with that mentality and grew up with that mentality of lack. If I had money, I'd think about, oh, I have to keep this money like as if it's gonna go. And mm. that's why my money always went, you know? Yeah. And um, I think delving more into 
my mindset and changing my mindset had a lot to do with me quote unquote getting better someone who's been through the stuff that I've been through you're never fully better you are new like you were saying in the beginning, like you try to chase the old you the, before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I've just embraced so much that every single thing that we go through becoming a new version of me. And mm-hmm. that's okay. Because I used to chase as well. Like I, used to, I was so fun when I was younger. Yeah. Like people used to call me Tun Up Tiff. Oh my <laughs> God. I did. They actually did. Real ones know. I become a really like reclusive person. And I hate, I really resented that because of my mental health. I was struggling. I couldn't speak to people, whatever. But I've just embraced the new version of who I am. You know, there's still amazing qualities about me, new qualities, new mm-hmm. skills that I've gained. So yeah, that's that's really for me, what has kept me going. Also as well, building things that I love, that I own. So really investing myself, creativity into projects. There's so much stuff I'm working on that I can't wait to just show you guys in early, in 2022. I'm really, really excited about what I've got coming out. But yeah, always expressing my creativity through things like fashion, content creating and writing. I really love writing at the moment. So trying to learn new skills to kind of feed my frustrations or my dark thoughts into and express them in healthy ways. Um, I don't have all the answers, most definitely not. I mm. think sometimes I, I come across as if I, I sound like I do, I don't. But that's that's the fun part, you know, discovering that. Also, traveling is really fucking good for your mental health. Get out your hometown, bro. Even if you get a fucking quick little flight to Spain or Definitely. if it's not somewhere, sp- whatever, quote unquote, special. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you don't need to be in Dubai. Like, like down to be in Dubai. Wow. <laughs> you just need to get out your country as well. You find so much inspiration. Every time you go on holiday, you come back, you're like, wow, yeah. I see everything differently. No, listen, the most- Get out your bubble. The most tapped people are the people <laughs> that have not traveled. Have you have you ever met anyone that ain't traveled? I'm from South End on Sea. People fucking have never left South End. When I told they, them I was, young- the most when I was younger and I'd say I'm going London, they'd be like, wow, it's in the UK. <laughs> London, can you imagine a fucking 40 minute train ride? That's nah, wild. get out your city, bro. Get out your city, expand. There's more to life That's than this. crazy. But um, yeah, just quickly going into it before we get into Pop Goes the Culture, ways to help friends, partners, whatever, with their mental health. I know you wanted to speak about specifically men because men really struggle with their mm. mental health. As we know in society, they have the highest suicide rate and there's clearly a reason for that. Yeah, so there's a strong stigma for men and mental health and... You know, for us, a lot of our support came from friends mm-hmm. and because, you know, some people aren't lucky enough to have a good support system at home with their family. And when I think about it with men, it's just sad because I don't even think they can confide in their friends. For I'm just going to say, I think men are generally bad friends. <laughs> let's just let's just yeah. put it out there. I don't think it's a thing where it I don't like saying it. they're bad, but I, it's just all they know. I don't think yeah, they know. No, it's they not don't their really, fault because it's ingrained yeah, in society. They don't know how to be there for their yeah. mentally ill friend because, you know, that is essentially it's, it's, it's a not manly you yeah. know, to have a mental health or to have a, a bad day or to treat it or to, cry it. Or to like, treat yeah. it or to have a serious conversation. Sometimes I think a lot of boys relationship is based off banter, like, you know, mm. and when you try and be serious with your friends, sometimes maybe you might find that they're taking a piss out you or yeah. they're making it into a joke or yeah. a group chat no like your friends being serious with you like acknowledge it you can really like one thing i learned bro you can save someone's life i've literally been on on journeys to go and unlive myself and i've had someone on the train just come up to me and just be like oh, i really like your hair 
to them it's nothing they're just giving a compliment mm. they've saved my life i've i've literally just had some belief in humanity it really makes all the difference how you speak to people like yeah. i'm telling you you could be what someone's last straw mm. trust me mm. so it's important to acknowledge how you speak to people and also don't pressure them into talking about it because it's a really hard thing to speak about and it's just important to listen to what they actually need because a lot of people think they're helping mm -hmm. by being like okay let's do this let's do that we're gonna get you this we're gonna get and sometimes that can be really overwhelming to yeah. someone going through like a mental whatever especially someone that doesn't want to accept it as well yeah so listen to what they are actually telling you they need yeah sometimes it's they a lot of it's like sometimes even me i've gone through it where it's just like i just need some attention because mm -hmm. i feel like when you're in that state you feel like you're the you're the only person in the world mm -hmm. like you're just in this bubble and life is just passing you by you know yeah. and it's important when you're seeing someone with a mental health issue although a lot of men are bad at receiving help i feel like they're also bad at giving help even when it comes to within a relationship with a woman i feel like because they're so used to sucking it up sometimes they feel like the woman should also suck it up but it's like no once you agree to see someone who needs a bit more attention or it goes the complete other way and they treat their partner like a therapist i think a lot of men yeah. they don't get what they need from their friends or their support system and then when mm -hmm. they get a girlfriend or they, they think that's they therapy. purposely get girlfriends to like get therapy yeah and like and pour out all they go through and it's like do that but do that with the intentions of actually you know yeah being a genuine partner not just because otherwise just get the real help yeah so no one else should be responsible for your mental health yeah in, and in also your trauma is not your fault but it's your responsibility to heal from yes i saw that on twitter i'm not I, gonna i did too i'm it not gonna a good ass quote for that. Yeah. good ass fucking quote. good ass quote twitter be helping my mental health they spin <laughs> Being in a relationship and dealing with someone with mental health, we have an example like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. He struggles with bipolar and a lot of people have judged her for kind of leaving him in his time of need or whatever because he's been having some outbursts. But it's important to do what's best for you as well. Don't feel guilt trip just because you're dating someone with mental health to stick beside them. Yeah, whatever. and I think too many people be talking like, especially from a place of ignorance, don't talk on a situation you cannot relate to. Exactly. You don't know what it's like for someone to have to deal with whatever it is that she had to deal with no one knows the real story so please more of the story is <laughs> just shut up <laughs> keep quiet yeah. but yeah guys we really hoped you enjoyed this episode i know it was a little bit of a deep one but we'll be back after the break with pop goes the culture Welcome back to Pop Goes the Culture, where we talk about all things popping in the culture. Yeah. So this week... TikTok's been annoying us as fuck. So annoying. <laughs> so annoying Bro, for so, so many reasons. Context, but yeah. context, context, context. So basically, Dan is annoyed because I... Oh, actually, I agree. Because this whole gatekeeping thing... Look, we're used to people always asking us where we get our clothes from, because that's literally what we do for a living, low-key. So I'm used to it, and I understand it. You could say we've asked for it, whatever. <laughs> but I'm sorry, the way, same way I've found my ting yet. Can you not just find your ting as well? Like, sometimes it's jarring when you've worked really hard. No, I'm joking. But when you're like, you know, you're busy. 
and you haven't responded to TikTok comments that are asking where you get your stuff from. Nah, do you know what's mad? And I, then they start attacking you. Me, I can't even go and take shit without me coming back <laughs> to see comments of why are you gatekeeping? For those that don't know, gatekeeping is this fucking term that people have made on TikTok, which is... <laughs> no, it existed. They just keep using it oh, in the well, wrong I term. Wish, I wish they never found out about it. <laughs> it basically means that you aren't telling someone the information that they want to know because you're trying to keep it for yourself. Yeah, Gatekeep. so for example... Um, someone might ask. So, for example, let's role play. Dana, where did you get your hat from? Silence. She's gatekeeping! <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's actually, that is it. They that is the actual like, representation. Look, she won't reply, laughing face. Fuck off. I'll Fuck block every right one of off. you. I don't Fuck owe you off. shit. Like, TikTok is bad. I love you little honeys that DM me and are so kind on Instagram. They're like, hi, hope you had a nice day. Really cute. But when they're just like, where from? Question mark. Keep me where? Where's your mum from? <laughs> what the fuck do you mean where from? What the fuck? Like, so, bro, we're human, you know. Yes. I so don't that's, know. That's the that's the one thing. And but then the oversensitivity and yes. the performative activism on TikTok. I'm gonna address the allegations. So Tiffany's <laughs> Tiffany's in her cancelled era. I'm in my cancelled era. Got cancelled on TikTok, didn't I? Basically, I posted an unboxing of my shoes. <laughs> I, I bought some shoes. They're like really fairy wintery boots. My caption was, by the way, I'm only using this word to so people can get context. I do not agree with this yeah, term. Yeah, this is, this is not Disclaimer. a Disclaimer. Yeah, this is my not a caption, word that we'll be using anytime. Now that we've been enlightened. My caption was Eskimo tings. Yeah, because like, you know, that's the aesthetic not the people just the aesthetic right anyway i had a whole of like a lot of the indigenous community kind of to be honest barely any of them were actually indigenous most of them were white people trying to be performative but i had a bunch of comments saying that i'm racist for using the term e-word the e-word right that i just that i just said i completely empathize relate and now i've learned like i've learned which Mm -hmm. i'm really happy about i apologize for using the word like i i get it but this video blew up. When I tell you it had 600 comments, 600. And you know what? There's Almost no- 100K and views, there's bro. Nothing, there's nothing wrong with telling- But you've seen that everyone someone. has corrected yeah. me and told me, and you're still commenting why are you using a slur? I had no idea that that and was this a is, slur. And this is the thing with TikTok. So you can't edit can captions. You, just, can, you, you can't, can't edit, edit right, captions. Right, so, so everyone was like, you need to change your caption. I was like, I can't edit catch, captions on TikTok. They were like, you need to delete it. And the reason why Listen, I didn't delete it- don't, don't, don't now start feeling like you're entitled to someone else's what social media like, and whether were, they should delete a video or not. Fuck you, bro. (laughs) Sorry. People were literally commenting, oh, she's keeping up for clout because the video has loads of likes. She's so obsessed with clout. She's even compromising her morals. I'm like, no, Uh I'm keeping the video up because it's an unboxing of my shoes. I was not even talking about, I think they're called Inuit, Inuit people, whatever. I think I might be pronouncing it wrong. Sorry. But yeah, I wasn't even talking about that, like indigenous people or or any communities attached. I was just talking about my shoes, bro. But you know and what? And everyone went crazy on me, bro. Do you know what's Duh, really... Y'all were flaming my ass in them comments. No, they were flaming you. God and do you, know what? do you know what's a really good point to go off with that as Can well? Can I learn? Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Um, even Adele, when she posted up, you know, I don't know if you remember her carnival picture where she had like the bandu knots. And she said, I p- I'm purposely like not deleting that because like she wants people to know that she's learned from her mistake. Like she wants her mistakes to be able yeah, to be even seen. Look, bro, I want to say maybe 45%, maybe a bit more of the comments was literally people saying, I had no idea that was a slur. Like, thank exactly. God I saw this video. No, even me. 
fixing someone's ignorance because really and truly that's all it is yeah yeah it's just a bit of ignorance and, and what, everyone has what it i didn't like people were coming in my comments talking about you should know better as a black woman. Don't da, 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 da. What the are you fuck crazy? are you talking about? So you're going to just dehumanize black women and act like we're a mascot for everyone else's oppression. We don't know everything. We aren't some sort of exactly. magical wizards. And this is it's the narrative like, that's, that's painted in society. Because you, you, because you are oppressed. So because you are oppressed, you must now be oppressed for everyone else in this world so as well. Make when, it make when sense. When people don't even show up for black women, please as fuck in. out of here respectfully. <laughs> also... So now because I am black, this means that I un- I, I'm educated on indigenous communities. That has nothing to do with me. Yeah, that it's comment was wild. ignorance. And also remember that people live in different countries. A lot of the commenters were from America and places like that. And it's like, remember that I live in the UK where the indigenous community is basically unspoken of, which isn't mm. a good thing. It's not a good thing, but it's the, it's the reality. Um, and yeah, we're not taught that in school because a lot of the comments were as well, Oh, you should, you learn that in school. You learn that in school. You guys think mm-hmm. I'm like, I never learned anything about indigenous people in school in the UK. I don't know if you, yeah. if you, did you? No, not at all. Anyway, I've learned now and that's great. And that's amazing. Yeah. And thank you to the people that did. Thank you, you know, for the people who were genuinely like, oh, this isn't a really known thing, but now, you know, like it's cool. I'm like move on guys. Yeah. Cause some people were just trying to make their comments bang and it's like, you're embarrassing yourself. But yeah, I don't need to do anything because you tell me to do it. And that's why I don't like with cult- cancel culture. People were like, just post an apology video you guys have gotten too used to people (laughs) shaking and being scared and being like oh i'm so sorry for things that they're not even sorry for that's why they go and they do it again or they even capitalize on it bro you guys don't you guys are obsessed with the power you get behind your screens i'm not apologizing or making an apology video because you guys are used to that you've already apologized i've learned thank you for teaching me that's it don't Ever, to the people who were telling me to delete it, you can suck your mother. That's it. <laughs> and on that note... That's it. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed. That's Pop Goes the Culture. <laughs> Thank you guys for Peace listening. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Girl Meets Girl Podcast. This podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Till next time, TTYL. TTYL. Oh, 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 oh,